Welcome to A Matter of Time, a podcast by Tag Heuer. I'm your host, Nicholas Bebeck, Heritage Director at Tag Heuer, and a great fan of fine Swiss watchmaking. In this series, we're discussing the iconic Carrera. And with every episode, we're digging deeper and deeper into the history of the model. We've already spoken about the beginnings of the name with the Carrera Panamericana, this iconic road race that took place in Mexico in the early 1950s, before moving on to the very first of the Carrera model lines, the reference 2447, introduced in 1963. Today, we're going to be focused on the first complication that arrived in the Carrera line. How did you convince a client to buy a manual wind chronograph? Of course, many people had timing needs, and it was a utility in their daily lives, but for others, you needed something extra. Hoyer's solution to this problem was to add a date complication to its chronograph models. This would result in the reference 3147 Carrera. Launched in 1965, the watch was a really new innovation for the industry, and for that we needed pioneering communication. Jack Hoyer, having set up the office in Manhattan in the late 1950s, was well aware of what the landscape looked like when it came to the Mad Men of Madison Avenue and their new approach to advertising and communications. He worked with one of the great creative agencies of the era, Rees, Capiello and Colwell, to create a series of iconic advertisements with a sense of whimsy to them, showing a Hoyer stopwatch, a Hoyer chronograph, and a traditional desk calendar on the top portion of the page, and showing the brand new Carrera date on the lower half. The adverts proudly proclaimed that Hoyer had amazingly managed to combine these three great technological innovations into one product. The curious thing about these early watches, which were offered with either a silver dial or a black dial, was that the date window was positioned at 12 o'clock. Whilst preserving the symmetry of the piece, what it meant was, was that when the chronograph hand was reset, it partially covered the aperture and made it slightly difficult to read. It's funny to think that a product had made its all the way to the market before this realisation emerged, but it was quickly fixed in the following year by moving the date window to 9 o'clock, creating this very interesting asymmetric design. It retained the 45 minute recorder at 3 o'clock and was powered by the Landeron uh, Calibre 189, but created an aesthetic that was very different from a traditional Hoya Carrera. With quite a lot of space on the dial, particularly on the lower portion, it was ripe for adding second logos. And this would really reinforce Hoya's connection to the world of motor racing. On these early Dato Carreras, we had a very interesting combination of logos. The first is the Cougar name. It inspires a bit of a uh, laugh from some collectors, but it was the famed uh, sports car racing division uh, within Ford uh, that was seeing great success on the track at the time, as well as the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, an organization which Hoyer had forged an incredible relationship with thanks to their application of timing equipment and would continue to do so throughout the 1960s and 1970s. On the second series of reference 3147s, we would see Carroll Shelby's racing team's logo on the lower portion, and it was clearly something that was greatly prized by team members. Another curiosity from this series is that we would see pieces specifically issued to the Jordanian Air Force, and this would echo Hoyer's deep connection to the military, whether it be the Bundeswehr, for which they've been producing watches since the early 1960s, or other forces around the world, it became clear that Hoyer chronographs were indispensable 
for people in high demand environments. For these logo dials, it's really interesting to explore how they were created. On the earlier references, 3647, the two register version of the reference 2447 that had been seen at the debut of the Carrera, with the lower subsidiary dial removed, it opened up this fantastic canvas to allow others to apply their names to the dials. It seems that our US distribution company had formed a partnership with a supplier in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, that was able to apply multicolored logos to the dial. We famously saw models for MG that were given to their sales team, Sunray DX, which was a well-known oil company that sponsored motor racing, and Shamrock Oil and Gas that produced this wonderful dial with this vivid green uh, clover leaf uh, applied to the dial. Perhaps most famous of these was the watch made for James Garner, but all of these were two registered chronographs. It was with the reference 3147 that we seem to see more quantities of these double-signed dials, so it would appear that the idea was quite popular, particularly with racing teams. It's incredible to think in 1965 that a chronograph with a date complication was such a great novelty that it helped with sales of the manual wind Carrera watches. Of course today, nearly every chronograph available in the marketplace has a date window somewhere on the dial, and it goes to show that from these little seeds that were planted by Hoyer in the 1960s, it's now become a fundamental part of the watch industry today. This includes a huge number of Tag Heuer chronographs today, particularly in the Carrera collection, and we've got a lot of exciting things to look forward to in the 60th anniversary of this model line. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of A Matter of Time. It's been a pleasure to share some of these wonderful stories with you. And I'm looking forward to welcoming you on the next episode, telling more stories about the Carrera. With so many amazing pieces of history to share around Tag Heuer, it's only a matter of time before we get round to them.